Early in the morning of March 18, 1990, two thieves disguised as police officers robbed a Boston museum of 13 works worth some $500 million, the greatest known property theft in history. Among the works was The Concert, one of only 34 known by Johann Vermeer and thought to be the most valuable unrecovered painting at over $200 million. And The Storm on the Sea of Galilee, Rembrandt's only known seascape. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the Sea America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, Massachusetts. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Have you seen these paintings? They're worth half a billion dollars and they disappeared 30 years ago. Whoever finds them will receive a $10 million reward. But let's go back to the beginning. Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum was a artist's delight. Millions of dollars worth of artwork. Rembrandt, Degas, Vermeer. St. Patty's Day, 1990. Two men dressed as police officers show up at the door. And they say very dramatically, gentlemen, this is a robbery. The story of the theft and its subsequent investigation is told in a thrilling new docu-series on Netflix. There's no shortage of possible suspects. Boston was so wild west. The two front runners, well, the Italian mob, well, the Irish mob. Hey, how you doing? The mafia knew that having a stolen masterpiece is a get-out-of-jail-free card. The feds will deal with you. They'll let you out of jail. An easy, easy score, as they say on the street. There were 13 works taken. Most important is Storm on the Sea of Galilee. It's the only Rembrandt seascape in existence. This was huge, not just locally, but internationally. In Dublin, Solon art was used by the IRA as international currency. In Boston, Whitey Bulger provided the IRA with weapons. The painting could be in the Middle East. Japan. South America. What? It's mind-blowing. I've spent 25 years on this case. There's got to be a way to figure out where these paintings went. You could potentially get immunity. You could get $10 million. And that's why this case is so confounding. There's a lot of deaths. Everybody who apparently did the robbery is whacked. Works of art connect to the community. Standing in front of that painting would be an unbelievable experience. When I see those frames, I feel that they are waiting for the work to come back. They're out there. Somebody stashed them. Sometimes it's the next generation. Grandpa's dead. Look what we got. <laughs> the unsolved heist is an epic tale, but it's not the subject of today's episode. 
For that, I highly suggest you head over to Netflix and clear your day because you're going to want to binge. But here we're going to tell the story of the museum itself because today the Gardner is still one of the best museums in the world. The Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum was founded by its art collector and philanthropist namesake. The museum houses over 2,500 paintings and sculptures from around the world and contains many priceless pieces of artwork, including works by Rembrandt, Vermeer, Degas, Renoir, and Whistler. You can spend hours or even days in the Gardner. It's not just the masterpieces that make it so special, it's all the other works and stories that are told there, and the building itself. It's a little something of Boston that's never far away. It's an oasis in the big city. The whole museum is like a treasure hunt. There's a space for temporary exhibits on the first floor, but most visitors head upstairs to see the famous paintings and sculptures in their original context among Isabella Stewart Gardner's personal furniture. Gardner was called the best art collector alive in her time, having spent her life compiling beautiful things. But she wasn't like other collectors who only cared about their possessions. She thought that everyone should enjoy the beauty that surrounded them every day. With her story, here's Abigail. Isabella Stewart was born in New York City on April 14, 1840. The daughter of wealthy linen merchants, she grew up in Manhattan. And from age 5 to 15, she attended a nearby academy for girls where she studied art, music, dance, French, and Italian. Attendance at Grace Church exposed her to religious art, music, and ritual. At age 16, she and her family moved to Paris, where she enrolled in a school for American girls. In 1857, she was taken to Italy and Milan. She saw collections of Renaissance art arranged in rooms designed to recall historical eras. She said at the time that if she were ever to inherit some money, she would have a similar house for people to visit and enjoy. She returned to New York in 1858. Shortly after returning, her former Paris classmate, Julia Gardner, invited her to Boston, where she met Julia's brother, Jack. Three years her senior, he was one of Boston's most eligible bachelors. They married and had one son born on June 18, 1863. He died from pneumonia before his second birthday. A year later, Isabella suffered a miscarriage and was told she could bear no more children. Her close friend and sister-in-law died about the same time. Gardner became extremely depressed and withdrew from society. On the advice of doctors, she and Jack traveled to Europe in 1867. Isabella was so ill that she had to be taken aboard the ship on a stretcher. The couple spent almost a year traveling, visiting Scandinavia and Russia, but spending most of their time in Paris. The trip had the desired effect on Isabella's health and became a turning point in her life. It was upon this trip that she began her lifelong habit of keeping scrapbooks of her travels. Upon her return, she began to establish her reputation as a fashionable, high-spirited socialite. In 1875, Jack's brother died, leaving three young sons. Jack and Isabella raised the boys as their own. 
Throughout the 1870s and 1880s, Isabella and Jack Gardner visited the Middle East, Central Europe, and Paris. They traveled frequently across America, Europe, and Asia to discover foreign cultures and expand their knowledge of art around the world. And as they traveled, they collected. After inheriting a small fortune from her father, Isabella began focusing on collecting European fine art. One of her acquisitions was The Concert by Vermeer, purchased at a Paris auction house in 1892. The gardeners began to rapidly build a world-class collection, primarily of paintings and sculptures, but also tapestries, photographs, silver, ceramics, and manuscripts. Architectural elements such as doors, stained glass, and mantelpieces. She competed for and won works by some of Europe's most important artists, such as Botticelli's Madonna and Child with an Angel, Titian's Rape of Europa, Fra Angelica's Dormition and Assumption of the Virgin, and Diego Velasquez's King Philip IV of Spain. She purchased some of her collection on her own, but often asked for male colleagues, such as her business partner, to purchase on her behalf as it was uncommon for women to participate in art collecting. By 1896, Isabella and Jack Gardner recognized that their house on Beacon Street in Boston's Back Bay, although enlarged once, was not sufficient to house their growing collection. They shared a dream of building a museum for their treasures, but Jack wouldn't live to see it happen. He died suddenly in 1898, and Isabella resolved to make it happen on her own. She purchased land for the museum in the marshy Fenway area of Boston and hired architect Willard T. Sears to build a museum modeled on the Renaissance palaces of Venice. Gardner was deeply involved in every aspect, leading Sears to quip that he was merely the structural engineer making Gardner's design possible. The building completely surrounds a glass-covered garden courtyard, the first of its kind in America. Gardner intended the second and third floors to be galleries, with the fourth floor as her personal residence. A large music room originally spanned the first and second floors on one side of the building, but Gardner later split the rooms to make space to display a large John Singer Sargent painting on the first floor and tapestries on the second. After the building was ready, Gardner spent a year carefully installing her collection according to her personal aesthetic. The eclectic gallery installations, paintings, sculptures, textiles, and furniture from different periods and cultures combine to create a rich, complex, and unique narrative. In the Titian room, Titian's masterpiece, The Rape of Europa, hangs above a piece of pale green silk which had been cut from one of Isabella Stewart Gardner's gowns designed by Charles Frederick Worth. Throughout the collection, similar stories, intimate portrayals, and discoveries abound. The museum privately opened on January 1st, 1903 with a grand opening celebration featuring a performance by members of the Boston Symphony Orchestra and a menu that included champagne and donuts. In 1919, Isabella Stewart Gardner suffered the first of a series of strokes and died five years later on July 17, 1924, at the age of 84. 
She is buried in the Gardner family tomb at Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge, between her husband and her son. Gardner's will created an endowment of $1 million and outlined stipulations for support of the museum, including that the permanent collection not be significantly altered. In keeping with her philanthropic nature, her will also left sizable bequests to Massachusetts charities. Isabella Stewart Gardner was an intimate patroness of many artists, writers, and musicians. An accomplished traveler and shrewd collector, she was a leading figure in American social and cultural life. In Boston, they called her the Queen of the Back Bay. The site of her former home, demolished in 1904, is a stop on the Boston Women's Heritage Trail. Mary Cassatt said of her, Isabella has the most wonderful taste and great ideas. She carries out these ideas with an intelligence which makes one think she is inventing new things. And American painter James Abbott McNeil Whistler, who had a strong influence on her life in Paris, called her the original connoisseur. The Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum is open from 11 to 5 most weekdays, 10 to 5 on the weekends, and closed Tuesdays. Empty frames hang where the 13 missing works should be. And to this day, the museum offers a $10 million reward for their return. This episode of the See America podcast was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you'd like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com dot com.